Hello, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Homeschool Besties. My name is Andrea. And I'm Latanya. And today we're going to be talking about balancing working and homeschooling. So we've been working in, well, I know I've been working in homeschooling from pretty much the very beginning. How about you, Latanya? Yes, um, not at the same level, but some type of work <laughs> since the beginning of our homeschool journey. What kind of work do you do? Today, in 2021, I work full time for an ed tech company. It's remote work. Um, so I can work from home, but I also enjoy pursuing my own interests. So I still write and of course podcast, which is still considered work in my opinion. <laughs> so yes, it is. Um, I do I do both of those things. So full time work and pursuing uh, work based on my interests which is part-time. So I don't, I don't dedicate 40 hours to blogging or writing or podcasting, mm-hmm. but I do dedicate quite a few hours to those things. What about you? What type of work do you do? Well, currently I am the executive director of my homeschool group that we started. So this is a new level that we've gotten to and teaching with them. So I teach math with my, with my homeschool co-op and should I use the word co-op or tutorial service because I do get paid for that which is something new and also pursuing my own interests so that would be creating products in my teachers pay teachers store podcasting of course and yeah that's it I actually it's dwindled down because I used to wear a lot of other hats so I'm actually kind of happy to be just doing that. How did you decide the type of work that you would do? And before I say that, I know in our previous episodes, we shared that we both formerly taught in the public school system in different different states. But how did you go from being, you know, a traditional teacher to someone who is, I guess, not a traditional teacher. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's, um, so that's an action-packed journey. Is it action-packed? I don't know. So I think it really started with when my first daughter was born. I'm one of those homeschoolers that actually always wanted to homeschool. So I'm one of those weird, well, I don't consider Sometimes I consider myself weird because people are like, really, you wanted to homeschool from the beginning? Seriously? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I wanted to homeschool from the beginning. So I kind of already knew that that was something I wanted to do. So when my first daughter was born, I started thinking, okay, I want to be able, I want to start working from home if I plan on homeschooling. I thought, well, I still have to work. So how can I work from home and still, you know, be there with my kids? So back in 2008, I started looking for online teaching. Even as a K to 12 teacher, I was teaching high school. I teach high school math at that time. I taught high school math at that time. So I started looking for jobs that allowed me to teach online and they had them around. There was 
two big schools here in Georgia. There are only two at that time. And I pursued them both. And when my second daughter was born, that's when I got hired with one of them full time. So I actually started working from home as a, as a high school teacher full time. And my daughter was still young. She was, you know, a baby. They were both babies. So it was really, it was a really great fit. But then as they grew older, the responsibilities of working full time and still home and still being home with the kids grew to be too much. So that's when I transitioned out of working full time for um, virtual school in Georgia to working part time as an adjunct, still online, but with another virtual school here in Georgia. And then so as I got older and the responsibilities started getting more, I started transitioning. So I kind of just transitioned as they got older and trying to shift the work so that the workload wasn't overpowering what I was trying to do at home. So that's kind of that that's kind of like an abbreviation of how I got to where I am. So I started off working online full time and then transitioned to adjunct part time. Um, adjunct would just be like if I got students, I'd get paid. If I didn't have students, I didn't get paid. And then working with the ed tech company where I got to set my own hours and my own flexibility and then working part time with them for a little bit. And now all the while I had this homeschool group in the background and just doing that just because I wanted to. And now it's just built up to a point where it actually can be its own entity. Well, it was already its own entity, but its own paying entity. (laughs) So that's kind of how that transition worked. I hope that made sense. Yeah, thanks for sharing. It's interesting to hear, you know, how one person gets from this point, from one point to the next point. And it just shows that when I'm listening to your story, how it follows this thread of education, which is evidently something you're passionate about. And when I think of balancing homeschooling and working, I one of my top suggestions is to always, if possible, find work that you're passionate about. It makes it a little bit easier. Like if you choose work that's kind of already ingrained in you, because it might come a little bit easier than if you chose something totally new that you would have to learn all the details from the beginning to the end and throughout while also learning how to be a homeschool parent or design the homeschool lifestyle that you really desire. I think Mm -hmm. for me, by having work that, I won't say that it's easy because it is challenging too, but work that is challenging me in an area that I'm already passionate about Mm -hmm. is much easier to balance than if I was trying to learn something totally outside of what I'm already knowledgeable in or if you're already homeschooling being really like good in your homeschool lifestyle that you can Mm -hmm. add something new in and it's not gonna like pull you so far away that your homeschool falls apart so I, I I always find it or at least it's worked out well for me to pursue things that 
I'm already passionate about versus other stuff so that I'm not like totally torn apart trying to make everything work. That makes sense. So how about your journey? How did you get to where you are now? I um, started off with a tutoring business and when we lived in Illinois. So I started off with clients that I worked with and my kids who were going with me to my little office. And it was a little office, but it was a nice size startup office. And they were probably, my youngest probably was maybe three when I started that, started my tutoring program. And I I think I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur when I had my first daughter, but being an entrepreneur is so broad. So you kind of have to find your thing to, to see what you're good at, what you're passionate about, what excites you and all of that good stuff. And in the midst of that, even though we started homeschooling when my oldest daughter was like four you know, like decided that we're gonna, I'm going to stay at home and teach them. I still had some internal struggles as far as am I, am I making the right choice? Am I doing something wrong by deciding to dedicate so much time to my children? Like all of these, I'm not going to say they're weird thoughts because I'm sure I'm not the only one that has experienced them, but I don't think they are healthy thoughts because they kind of rip apart something that you really want but something that I really wanted but didn't necessarily see myself as worthy of having and that could be a whole different podcast if we want to do that in the future but I didn't you know I just didn't see like like I would say to myself, like, well, who do you think you are to have, you know, like to keep these children home and give them this opportunity? And so I had like a lot of mental gymnastics that I had to work through. So in the middle of our homeschool journey, I, well, it wasn't technically the middle, a couple years into our homeschool journey, we actually all went to public school so that I can shake these thoughts and for me the only way to shake something is just to do it to say that I did it decide if that's something I really want to do if it's something that I really like and then I realized what I already knew I don't didn't want to be in a classroom full-time I preferred to be a homeschool parent and my daughters prefer to be homeschooled so when we came back I went back to my tutoring business. Then I added on writing. I also, that entrepreneur thing, I also started a jewelry business. So we would go to regular craft fairs. I picked up a job later on at a public library, which was really cool. A really cool experience because first dibs on books, and I could put in requests for us to order books that I thought would be useful for us to use in our homeschool. Now, I will say one thing about me, like all of the work that I've done 
my homeschool has has kind of been in the center of it. Like I look at it as how can this benefit the lifestyle that we have as a homeschool family? So the library fits right mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Um, the jewelry business, my daughters can go with me. They can be a part of it. They actually made some of their own jewelry and uh, would sell it at the craft fair with me. So everything that I've done has always like, how can I make it fit around my homeschool? Outside of the year that we went to teach, well, I went to teach and they went to public school. And now today, my full-time work is the same way. Like, it fits around our homeschool schedule. And my, I, my kids also benefit from taking out school classes. So I work full-time at out school. So my kids, they also take classes on out school and it just work, works, works out well for us. Excellent. So we both, you know, kind of follow that education track of, you know, working. And I just, when you say your tutoring business, I remembered, oh yeah, I did tutor too. (laughs) I started an education consulting company, but I never had a building. I remember I used to do Wiseant as my tutoring. Like I used to find people that way. And so, yeah, I remember tutoring was, it's always a nice go-to. Yep. Yep. So we've talked a little bit about the type of work we've done and how long we've been doing it because now my daughters are in their late getting to their late teenage years so this has been you know over a decade of making it work and finding my way professionally while keeping my homeschool at the center of it so how do we how do we balance finding our passion and our work alongside of making sure we're actually teaching our kids <laughs> uh-huh. well huh, a good schedule a good planner that's last week's episode but well not last mm-hmm. week but the last episode but I think for me it's also and I still battle with this I'm a morning person and my family is not and it's been something I think Latanya's heard me complain about this for so long. It's hard, I, but I still, I still do kind, I mean, but I use it to my advantage. I do use it to my advantage. So I guess I should stop complaining about it. So for example, I get up in the morning and I do most of my work before they get up and they might be getting up at 12 noon. So I get a lot of work done <laughs> before they get up. That's been in the past. That's how I've done it in the past. So I work while they were sleeping. And then when they get up, we start our routine um, and we get our schoolwork done. And then I go back to work. So that's what I was doing in the past. This year, because I'm doing the academy program with our, our homeschool group, they are learning right alongside with me. So my work is homeschooling them. So it really works out really nicely this year for us. How about you? Yeah, I agree with you. Having tools like planners, calendars are very helpful. I like to be able to see what what I need to do and what I want to do. So 
I, with my work calendar, I actually print my schedule out for my kids so they can see when I'm in meetings and that helps them to know like, okay, she actually does have a pretty busy day today or she doesn't. So I could come and ask her random questions at random times. So printing that schedule out for them is really helpful. Also, for me, a big part of balancing is making sure that there are breaks incorporated. And that means breaks from work. I try to, and I know we all have different types of jobs. We all have different access to different things. So I'm speaking from my own lived experience and I'm not speaking for everyone else. So with my work, I do have the option and the opportunity to take time off. So I try to, I don't try to, I actually schedule a week off every quarter for, to make sure that I'm getting a break from work and Mm. diving into uh, time with my family. That's really important to me. And then the other part is that homeschooling is our lifestyle, like it's our, this is what we do. So it's really not this separation of school, family, like I don't, and work, like I don't have to break it down into like these part, like these parts, our homeschool and our family life, because it's just like this extension of just living together. And I think that helps me to keep myself in check and in balance because I don't have to say, well, did we do Bible as if it was a subject, but it's really a part of our life, like for me to pray with them, for me to talk about scripture with them. That's just a part of our life. So I don't see it as this separation. And that that kind of that helps me a lot to stay balanced and to give myself credit for what I'm doing all the way around versus compartmentalizing every little thing that I do and trying to put it into a homeschool bucket or not. And tools, I mentioned planners and schedules, but other tools that I've used too is homeschool curriculum, online classes, because it all doesn't have to fall mm-hmm. on Latanya only. Like my husband isn't teaching any homeschool stuff <laughs> to our daughters. Like, oh, it's time for history with that. No, you're not gonna really get that. <laughs> but if you wanna have a conversation about something in history, like I said, homeschooling as a lifestyle, you can get that from dad, but oh, it's, it's 10 o'clock, dad's about to come do a history lesson with you. That's not going to really happen in our homeschool. So yes. yeah, that's, that's kind of what it looks like for me. And then having these with my work, my work has parameters or boundaries around it so that it doesn't go on and on and on and on. Because that can happen when you are in control of your schedule when you do work from home, it can really bleed over. And I learned from working at the library 
you know, I would have to go to work at a specific time, be at the library, and then come home. And I didn't have to bring anything home with me from the library. So I think that was a good, because teaching in the classroom, folks always bringing stuff home with them. They might not get to it, but it's just this idea to like carry extra stuff with you from your workday. And I think working at the library taught me like these boundaries of you go, you get whatever you need to do at home done. You go to the library, you focus on what's at the library. And then you come home and you don't think about the library until it's time for you to go back to the library. And I'm learning how to apply that knowledge into my work, even though I'm not physically leaving, but I have my desk. And when I'm at when I'm at my work computer, I'm at my work computer, I'm focused on my work, I'm getting it done mm. so that when I step away, I don't have to think about it anymore. And that really helps me to like have those strict boundaries, shut it down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so important that you bring that up because that is one of that is something that I did struggle with like putting a boundaries and saying enough is enough like my husband will tell you because when you work for yourself or when you're working from home it's easy to just let it morph and that it's like a never-ending to-do list so the fact that mm-hmm. you actually put boundaries on it is really important and something to talk about you mentioned something else as far as it's not always like the curriculum, your homeschool curriculum could be a tool. And I did also try to use that too. So I didn't always like, it wasn't just always on me, even though there's some times when, you know, I was eclectic and I kind of created my own thing. There are times when I knew that maybe this year was going to be a major transition with work or something where I was exploring new work that was going to take more of my time. And I did like online programs, like you mentioned, online homeschool curriculum to help me over that hump and and get kind of comfortable with what was happening, the changes that was happening with work or with my work lifestyle. So getting a curriculum that works with you and with your schedule is also a great tool. Like I remember when I, I think I might've shared this before, but I remember when I wanted to use this really cool curriculum that I thought was so awesome, but it was very much it was very intense as far as the preparation. It was very, it was very intense, like the pre-preparation that you'd have to make. And it just did not work <laughs> for our homeschool that year. I started off and I was like, I've got too much work to do to also have all this work to prep for my homeschool. So I had to mm-hmm. switch curriculums. So keeping that in mind as you're choosing your curriculum is also really important. Yeah. And as you know, when my kids were younger how how much time it takes to homeschool it it wasn't that long so like for homeschooling for us it was doing puzzles playing games going to the park mm-hmm. reading books together like that's what homeschooling looked like for my kids for a great deal of their younger years as they've gotten older of course you add on to your expectations and the resources that you use with them because we do want our kids to be able to go out in the world and read write do some math whatever it is they need to do for whatever way they will provide for themselves in their adulthood years but I also 
as a as a high schooler as you know they're high schoolers now and I you know I was used to this hands-on like this is how we do it but now they have more work that I can't hover over them for them to get it done it's like they are now and they've been in the space for a while even as I was adding other stuff onto their uh, plates the the more they grasped it on their own the less they need it from me and that's really a goal you like really working yourself out of a job you don't have to hold on as tightly or you don't have to put the pressure on yourself to make the kids geniuses or anything like that you know you're you're turning it over to them and some people turn it over from the beginning like their kids have like always had this um, control over what they're learning. And, and some of us, like it's a split, like it's broken in between. Mm-hmm. You got control. I got a little bit of control. It really just depends on the family dynamics. But now that yeah. they are in high school and they, you know, they have writing classes, they really want to go deeper in their knowledge in the languages that they're learning. I bought my daughter a chemistry curriculum and she's just like, I, she wasn't really feeling it. Right. And I, I was noticed, she didn't say this to me, like right out of the gate, like I'm not really feeling it, but I could like see this struggle. And then when I would help her with it, it was like, so, you know what I did? I signed her up for Coursera and I signed her up for a chemistry class on Coursera which would technique, which is probably more difficult than the high school chemistry <laughs> curriculum in the book that she was using, but she's scoring well on the quizzes. And I think she's learning more. And I think she's understanding it more than what she was getting from the book. Now she still has the book so she can flip through it mm-hmm. if she needs to like review some vocabulary or uh, something like that, but deciding, okay, well, which one is going to be more beneficial, keeping her with a high school, homeschool curriculum that she's not really enjoying, which is going to impact what she actually learns, or just letting her, because you know, the Coursera courses are led by universities. So like I said, the information might be a little more difficult, but she's actually doing better. <laughs> she's actually doing better in it than what she was doing with the book work. So being willing to mix it up because if I kept struggling with her, with that previous curriculum, mm-hmm. then that would impact our balance. And it would mean like, okay, we need to find more time for this sit in it be frustrated with it a little bit not to say that you know she doesn't have other frustrations we get we could just decide how frustrated we want to be and sometimes making something more challenging but the challenge feels like growing makes a I think makes a a better a better impact so I with what I was originally saying before I went into that chemistry story is that now that they are older, they don't have as much time for me to like, okay, like I need 
two or three hours to lecture or teach you a skill. Like now they're more into applying the knowledge they picked up over the years. Like how can I take control of my own schedule? How can I find the resources that work for my learning style? How can I, you know, fill in the blank and then saying, okay, I have a writing assignment from outside writing teacher. How can I make sure that I get the assignment done by her or his due date? So as they get older, I'm more of a facilitator and more of a um, tutor. Like if they do get stuck on something, then we go back and, and break it down. But a lot of it is like, give me my stuff and I'm going to just go run with it. And if I need you, I'll come get you, get you. But I do check in and make sure that they are achieving their goals. Awesome. I like how, like you mentioned, how things have changed and it does change as they get older and we are working ourselves out of a job. So that's, it's kind of nice to hear what it looks like now for you in high school, because I know my kids are going to get there yeah. um, because I'm still like in the, the 9, 10, 13. My, my son just had a birthday. So now he's getting older. I'm like, oh, I don't have any more babies. Like, yeah. They're almost all in double digits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your 13-year-old, she'll, you know, she'll be there before you know it. And you may even start seeing more of that, especially as you, you know, hand over more stuff that meets, you know, that that speaks to her and the language she enjoys learning. Yeah, she starts, she's she's very independent now. I'm already, she's already started Mm -hmm. to show that. So that's also very helpful for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, do you have anything else to add about balancing your work with your homeschool? No, I think it pretty much boils down to everyone just has to find what works, what what the rhythm of their family is and what their work is and just kind of make it work for you. And just because I think the two of us were coming from an educator's viewpoint because we were both teachers or trained teachers. So I think some times when people hear teachers talk about homeschooling they're like oh well you already got it in the bag but I know nurses who do it and their schedule you know they figure out a schedule that works for them some of them you know just work on the weekend and then they have to then they're able to homeschool completely on the during the week without any problems or some nurses I have a pharmacist my aunt was a pharmacist she was actually the person who inspired me to homeschool and she would work at night and homeschool in the daytime with you know her rest in, in in the evening I think before she went to work so you know you can find a way if there's a will there's a way so don't let just the fact that we are both educators talking about our homeschooling and how we balance throw you off and be like well that can't be me you know just sit down and think about it and see how you can balance it yeah, and half the time, I don't even look at myself as an educator, to tell you the truth. I just, I look at myself as a lifelong learner. So even if I never probably taught in a classroom, I love learning. And I think that's that's who makes the best educators, in my opinion. So yeah. whether you taught other people, other people's children or not, 
I think if you have a love of learning yourself, then you can't help but for that to come up out of you and you want that for other people. So, you know, as long as you want to keep learning, then I think, hey, sky's the limit. And I think my last tip before we get ready to sign off is to come back quarterly, at least. I mean, you could do this weekly or monthly. It just depends on your, you know, the type of person you are. But, you know, just come back at least quarterly and reevaluate where are you trying to go? What do you really want for yourself and for your family? Like asking yourself, does this job still work for me? Does this position at this particular company still work yeah. for me? Um, does this schedule still work for me? Mm-hmm. Does the curriculum that we're using, does it still work for my children? Am I spending enough time with them? Not just teaching them, but am I spending enough time with them as people, like on the just human level? Am I spending enough time with my kids? And by asking yourself those questions, they, they'll guide you until what you need to do next. Because as you've heard Andrea and myself, we haven't done the exact same thing for our entire homeschool career. It's changed based off of what we've needed in a particular season. In a particular season, I needed to go into a classroom to shake off some stuff before I could come back and be fully engaged in in our homeschool. For a particular season, I didn't earn any money because I just wanted to focus on homeschooling only. And then in another season, I became the primary breadwinner in my family because that's what we needed at that time. So think about what your family needs and regularly, and then go from there. I agree wholeheartedly because every season is different and I've definitely reevaluated, which is why I've made so many different transitions because as I reevaluated, I was like, okay, this job is not working for me anymore. Let's change it up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, thank you all for tuning in to Homeschool Besties. Thanks for letting us be your homeschool besties. And if you have a friend or family member who's interested in homeschooling, go ahead and share this episode with them and let us know what you think by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. You can head over to homeschoolbesties.com and click on the link that will take you over to Apple Podcasts to help you leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great and beautiful day.